0: Hi there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. It's a podcast about making things up and making things happen. Uh, I'm sorry I haven't had a new episode for a while. I was busy with another deadline, but I did an interview last week and I'm really excited to share it with you guys. There's a play that opened recently in Los Angeles called Handjob, one word. And it stars Stephen Guarino, who I know from my days writing on The Big Gay Sketch Show. You've seen him on that show and on the show Happy Endings and other various projects where he is always very hilarious. And the play is written by Eric Patterson. And so I got to talk to Stephen and Eric about the play, which was, which is, for me, a big departure in terms of what I've seen of Stephen's work. Because it's much more serious. He's hilarious in it, but... I just was knocked out by his performance, and I was knocked out by the play, what it talks about, all the different issues it brings up. It's very of the moment, and I kind of got lost in it, like that feeling of where you forget you're in a theater. Anyway, I'm excited for you guys to hear about it, and uh, hopefully check it out before it closes later in October. Um, Before we get to that, I want to mention DennisAnyone.net. That's where the different episodes of the podcast are, and on my last podcast, I had a photographer. Uh, And we put some of his pictures up on DennisAnyone.net under the podcast so you can see his amazing images. Um, Also, very excited about You Don't Know My Life. We had the live show the other night. I will talk about it later in the podcast. But we're going to be at Gay Days on Friday. uh, This coming Friday at 4 from 4 to 6. We're going to do a little welcome game for anybody that's going to Gay Days uh, that wants to make some new friends before the... The weekend really kicks off. Uh, so we'll be down there, and um, that's it. All right, without any further ado, here is Stephen Guarino and Eric Patterson. Uh, Stephen stars in, and Eric wrote the new play, Handjoke. Hey there, I'm coming to you from a beautiful home in Burbank, California. I'm oh. here with Stephen Guarino um, and Eric Patterson. Stephen is one of the stars of the play Handjob, and Eric wrote the play. It's showing mm-hmm. here in Los Angeles at, as part of the Echo Theater Company at the Atwater Village Theater Complex. I saw it a week and a half ago. Yeah. And I'm still thinking about it. I'm still talking about it. Amazing. It, it really It really is um. What dreams about it? All of it. All of the stuff. It's so good. It's so good and it's like so many, it brings up so many things that are so of the moment. Yeah. Um, So first of all, I want to know, was handjob always one word? So It was never not two words? I just don't know.
1: There have been a lot of debates about how many words handjob should be. Have there? Um, (laughs) there? I mean, maybe you weren't part of those debates. There were debates with Chris, my director, oh. and I. We, we definitely debated about it. I always... There's something about it. I write it as one word. It should be one word. I it, think you're it's, right. I think it's one word. You yes. know, like, I think it contains... Obviously, yeah. there's two words in it. Um,
0: it's like a powerful title, like, Thank on the side. But blowjob like, is one word, isn't it? Blowjob no. one word. Yeah. yeah, yeah. not job. Yeah, always.
1: every job is one word. See? That's
0: right. So good. <laughs> the world is unfair. Um... With that title, have yeah. you met any listings that didn't want to run it, or yeah, so, what, what's happened as a result of that um, title?
1: The Los Angeles Times uh, told us we probably won't be able to run this in the listings, what? and then they ended up running it, but we were informed that they were debating, right? And it was a meeting. There was a meeting apparently, and then uh, the you know the stopgap was they'll use asterisks, and right. they ended up publishing it. Wow. Um, I have family members who, just hearing the title, told me we're absolutely not coming to see that play. Right. You know, it's a, it's a bit of a controversial title, I guess. I don't know. I I hear it's a play called Handjob. I'm in.
0: But in a way, you couldn't write the play that you wrote and call it some and and call it something safer. It feels like you're, if you're gonna if you're gonna be all in, you got to be all in.
1: You got to be all in. Exactly. No, it's a right. dangerous play. It right. deals with a lot of touchy subjects. Right. And, Part of the point of the play is to make you feel uncomfortable and think about things that you don't want to think about. Had
2: you explored any other titles? No. I it
1: see. was a hand job from day
2: one. Yeah. My mother's looking forward to it. She says she hasn't seen my penis in 30 years. So, <laughs> so she <laughs> wants to know yeah. how it's changed. <laughs> It'll be a great reminder. Is she her. coming to see it? Uh, she is, yes. Yes. I'll be, I'll be having her come soon. Yeah. Does but, she live locally?
0: So she lives in Orlando.
2: Oh, wow. She's um, coming out for your penis. Yeah. Well. Yes. Uh, she sees everything I do, and she's uh, she's not shy about that at all. So. Right. Right. You're so good in the
0: play. Thank you. You're so good in the play. Thank you. You're so good
2: in things. (laughs) Uh, Could you say it four times? No, you are. Like, Like, every time I see
0: you, I'm like, Stephen is so good. And every time I see you, you're better than I remember you being in the other thing I saw.
2: Well, I appreciate that. How
0: did you guys connect? Did you know each other before? Or did you audition the way a traditional play works? How did that happen?
2: We met socially through an actor named Matt McGrath, who we went to see Legend of Georgia McBride at the The Geffen. Okay. Had drinks after and hit it off and then kept in touch. And then I was in New York. And he uh, reached out to me, and I taped it with Jimmy Ray Bennett, people might know, in his living room in Sunnyside, Queens. Nice. And then sent uh, Eric a text saying, here are my tapes, and let me just tell you, nobody is going to do this the way I'm going to do this. I will book this part.
0: <laughs> so you, I was you, you, not because I was, read the script, you wanted it.
2: Yes, I just was obsessed with the play, and it wasn't just that I was confident about my performance, it's just he had written in a language that is something so innate to me the machine rapid fire and it, it's just such a roller coaster and it's so exciting to get to play that
0: right well and it, it, there's some edgy stuff in there did yeah. you did, did any of it give you pause
2: no no i was excited about the sexual stuff i was excited about what it was saying i was excited about looking like a flawed character and right. uh Everything about it was just, I think I've told you when I first started reading, and I was like, oh, okay, all right, well, here we go. Mm-hmm. And then there's just so many twists and turns, and it's right. so rare. I mean, how many TV pilots do you read all year where you're never surprised about anything? So right. It was just so exciting. Well, when Stephen, he, he, you actually called me, I think,
1: and and you said, I I, I, I love this play, and I, I want this play, uh, and I will do anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really? Yes. All
0: right. <laughs> Meaning, like, anything in the play. Of course, like, like, of he, course. You know, were like, I am going yeah. for all of it.
1: I'm all in. Yeah. And that's, you know, mm-hmm. definitely something that we were looking for was we, we needed actors who were not afraid.
0: Yeah. So, Eric, what can you tell the listeners about the plot? Like, I, there's a lot of twists there's and a lot of that twists that aren't and terms, expected. Yeah, there's but a lot what of things. Can, what, what are
1: you comfortable saying? There's a lot of things I can't say. I can say that the play, um, it's about a man who hires a very attractive shirtless cleaner, a male shirtless cleaner to clean his apartment and then things progress from there. And there is a hand job right. in the play. Um, and then there's some twists and turns, maybe a few shirtless cleaners. Yeah. Um, not maybe. Actually,
2: two of them.
0: You know, if one 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 can do a good job, two can get it <laughs> yes, twice as clean. Absolutely, I mean, obviously,
2: I play the shirtless cleaner. Right, yes. yes. seeing my body. I guess. You know, yes. This is pretty much how I make my money anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. Just you must feel like a piece of meat all the time. <laughs> I do. I constantly sexually <laughs> <Yeah. definitely> objectified. <laughs>
0: now, where did you first hear about this idea of? Uh, shirtless cleaners, because I've, I've heard about it in terms of women,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, uh, and it makes sense that there would be men too.
1: Craigslist, right. I would oh, say. The um, good old days, good old days of Craigslist. Keyword yeah.
2: search—that's what's
0: back missing. in the day. <laughs> did you? Uh, um... I
1: hired a shirtless cleaner. Oh, you did. Oh yeah. Um,
0: and what was it like?
1: What was your place dirty? Yes, it was definitely it needed some cleaning. Um, I needed I needed a maid, and I thought, well, I, I saw an ad on Craigslist for a shirtless cleaner for this male shirtless cleaner, and I thought, well, that sounds fun, right? Um, so this guy came and he he cleaned my apartment in uh, a jockstrap, and he was very attractive, and it was the fun. jockstrap
0: wasn't was a bonus. Jockstrap you was a bonus. Just yes pants or no? Briefs? Yeah, the
1: ad said I think shirtless, and yeah. the, the jockstrap was a bonus. The
0: twist. How hot was he?
1: Uh, he was gorgeous.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love it. And so what do you do, though, while they're cleaning? Because this is kind of what happens in the I play. Do. Remember that like River Phoenix? Like, what yeah. do you do?
2: Yeah. yeah. Remember that River Phoenix movie with him and Keanu Reeves where... It's my own private eye Idaho? My own private oh, yeah, Idaho. And he it. was like, clean, Dutch boy, clean! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's
0: what I
1: do. Yeah. Let's just quote that movie. Uh-huh. Right um we we talked you talked yeah we we kind of got to know each other uh it, there was my bathroom was not very big, so after a while I kind of like let, let him, into it yeah let, okay you have you you take the space, yeah, I went in the other room and did what some did he look like uh he was a tall, sculpted white guy with brown hair very kind of like movie star
0: looks yeah 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 nice really? how how much did you pay and how long did it last
1: it was about two and a half years ago okay um <laughs> i don't remember exact i think i paid like 80 okay what a deal yeah you can't get a regular um, housekeeper for i that. know let alone a one in a job yeah 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 and i will so i reached out to him to let him know about the play oh yeah and um (laughs) that's amazing i I texted him and said hey um how are you you know and and he texted he texted me back and he said who is this my you know
0: yeah (laughs) 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 and
1: i said oh you know you cleaned my my apartment about two and a half years ago and then and i he said where i said studio city he said oh the the house with the cat (laughs) right and i said oh yeah that's me and and he said, Oh, how are you? I'm not doing that anymore, but good to hear from you. And I said, That's actually not why I'm reaching out. I wrote a play inspired by that experience. And I thought you might get a kick out of it. Do you want to come see it? And he said I'll be there on Sunday.
0: So This coming Sunday? No, no, no. This was he came opening weekend. And what was it like what was it like talking to him afterwards? Know, I, what do you think of it?
1: He loved it. He Good. loved it, and I watched the show that night. And I was sitting; I could see him. You know, I was like, "Oh, I hope he likes it. I just hope mm. he likes it." Yeah. And he was laughing the whole time. He, he was clearly invested because it's it's funny. It's it, it gets you know heavy and intense, but there's also there's a lot of laughs. Yeah. And he for was sure. laughing. Great the whole lines.
0: Time. So many great lines. Thank
1: you. Um, but yeah, he was he was invested. He was in. And that is so surreal. So I, I was essentially watching him watch yeah. the play. And it's not him, but there is, you know, there's elements of and, and he said afterwards he said he he loved it and he especially loved the moments that reminded him of his experience. Yeah. You know
0: nice did you ever afterwards did you talk to him about what it was like to do that job or he was fine doing that job or um, you know he said that it was just something that he he did kind of in an in-between period yeah. to
1: help make some sure like, pay some bills
0: there you go yeah did you know steven that the original cleaner was going to be in the audience
1: no and uh, i didn't i didn't want to put him on the spot yeah so i don't think i told anyone right yeah um, i
0: heard rumors but it
2: had no confirmation of it yeah. right. yes
1: yes yeah. yeah i didn't want him to feel like people were looking at him like i was clearly looking at him during yeah. the show um and it's also you know it's not something he does anymore so. sure when did you realize oh there's a play in that I uh, was having dinner at Jerry's deli with um, one of my writing mentors, one of my oldest friends this woman named Laurel Mead and she's a playwright and she and I were having dinner and I told her about this cleaner and she said there's that's a play you have to right. write that play and I kind of it was kind of a challenge you know and I said, okay I'll write that play yeah and uh, the first scene that I wrote was Stephen's first scene and um, and, and I didn't really know what the play was. And, it, and, and I, I, I kept kind of tinkering with it. And the twists that, that you know about that right. I won't spoil came kind of later. Like, at first it was a very straightforward, right? like, okay, it's this guy who I was a shirtless cleaner. And then the deeper I got into the writing process, and I was thinking about a lot of, you know, Me Too was going on. and And I was thinking a lot about racial issues and, like, all of these different things that kind of mishmash into the play. Right. Um, And so the other elements of the play started seeping into the work.
0: Well, so many of those issues that you mentioned, they sort of ricochet off each other. Like, I could see you writing and going, I'm writing about this, and then all of a sudden this thing is like, you can't ignore me. Yep. And that's kind of what it's like to be an artist now. Yeah. It's like, oh, if we do that, then we have to consider... Privilege. Absolutely. We have to consider what well, we have to consider. Consent, mm-hmm. but no, but that like it's a lot. Well, does it? Do you ever feel overwhelmed by it? A little bit, but they're but they are they're connected. Yeah, you're right. They're
1: connected, and I mean, there's it, it, it touches on gun violence and right. like all sorts of. I was like, no global warming. What the hell? <laughs> <know>, we didn't <laughs> get global warming in there. But I do think some of the arguments that are in the play are purposeful distractions from some of the other arguments that are re- you know yeah. what i mean like like the the character who has a big who makes an argument about gun violence i think is it's it's everything i believe about gun violence right, right. I don't think it's necessarily contextually the right moment to bring that up. Right. And he <laughs> but, it, but he would do it. Be, he would. The character would. Yeah. Um, but there's other issues in that moment that are yeah. maybe more important yeah. that he doesn't want to face
2: or right. deal with. That's his way of shielding it. Yeah. yeah. If I, can I jump in on that yeah. and say what's amazing about Eric's writing is when you first read it or when you're witnessing it, you start to... Little things dawn on you as moments like that are happening. And you're like, something's amiss here. And then they confirm it later. So you feel like you were not spoon fed something uh-huh. like you kind was, of
0: had to you had to kind of write an uncomfortable you a, thing
2: exactly and you're tantalizing and teasing and then you're like oh i'm very smart i, yeah. I saw I, I felt that <laughs> i felt something was wrong here what's this it great like, moments
0: like that we, we're talking with eric a little about what it's like to write now with all of these things what's it like as an actor now are there things where you're maybe preparing an audition and then you're like oh i haven't i didn't think of that thing that people are so um in tune with now has it changed well i don't think
2: you get as much richness in the writing in the daily television world, but... People um,
0: are freaked out.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. there's There are ways of... You, uh, I was just at a meeting at CBS, and I was being my normal, somewhat entertaining, mm-hmm. verbose self, and... Uh, there was two or three moments where I thought, oh, that might have been taken as yeah, a, a little get, bit I'm, of a... Yeah, I'm going to get a call yeah. from HR. Yes, even yeah, though yeah, I'm a gay yeah. man, that this might be a little white male privilege of uh, a dismissiveness or yeah. a, a little scoff here about this and that that yeah. someone else might take issue with. It's constant. Mm. It's a so lot. I don't really feel it in the audition yeah. environment. I feel like you're allowed to make mistakes in front of the camera like that and figure it out later. But, but when you're sort of meeting... If you're directing and, yeah, 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 or yeah. working with writers or anything, it's nonstop.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, um, I went to a, a Q&A after an Outfest film a couple of years ago and I made, I made some shorts and co-wrote features so I've had some, been in that world a bit and during the Q&A I was so glad I didn't have a movie this year <laughs> because oh, yeah. I would have like, I would have made that mistake, I would have yeah. thought that up, I would have thought of that, I was, it was a lot. Yeah. So, um well, you know, have you have you
1: read Adam by Ariel Schrag? No. Is it that a play or is
0: it a well, it's novel? a novel yeah.
1: that they just made a movie about that's about a, oh, I was, it's a, it's a straight teenage boy who, who, who t- pretends to be, to be trans, trans. Yes. and then uh, this lesbian woman falls in love with him. And I just heard two film critics that I
0: know I'm trashing it.
1: I'm really intrigued by the movie. Yeah. I read the book. I thought the book was really interesting. Right. And it's also interesting. Um, I know a lot of, you know, trans people who were really upset by the book. And yeah. so that's not my experience and I have to honor that, right. like, you know, if, if people object to certain things about it.
0: But as a writer, I admire you that you're like, all right, let's wade into all of this instead yeah. of like, I'm just going to write about wizards or something. You know what I mean? Like, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into it.
1: Um, I definitely was, I, I, I made sure that during the, during the process of writing, like I did a bunch of readings of it and, yeah. and got reactions from actors I had, you know, there's there's two black actors in the play that, and the play deals with race, and yeah. I am not black, and I have not had those experiences, and so I made sure to get those voices in the room and and make sure that I wasn't misrepresenting certain things, and you know, Michael Bshah, there were certain things in rehearsal um, that he said to me about mm-hmm. the character. Is that, Michael like, Michael the, plays Eddie
0: Eddie, um, the, one of the shirtless, yes, one of the shirtless uh, housekeepers, painters, yeah. yes.
1: And he... There were a few things he said in rehearsal that he said, you know, I, I wouldn't say this.
2: Mm. Yeah. And he gives me notes, too.
1: Performance <laughs> <Yeah>. notes. <laughs> no, but, like... But but really, he said, you know, just, <laughs> like, this is something that in this day and age right now, like, I would not be this physical in this moment, or I would not, because it's it's not safe. Yeah. You know, things like that that I was really grateful that he was open Absolutely. about. and And uh, that we could kind of modulate certain moments yeah. and make them feel
0: more real. I, um... Recognized Stephen's scene partner Ryan, mm-hmm. and I couldn't place it. Couldn't place it. Uh-huh. I know that guy. I know that guy. I know that guy. And I went home and I googled him. I used to take his yoga class all the time. <laughs> no, like he's dummy through down oh, dog. So oh, yeah. I don't think he teaches her anymore, unfortunately. Because I messaged him on Facebook going, "Oh, I saw your play and blah blah." Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He warms yeah. up with full well, handstands. Yeah, he, I'm sure he's. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. He's so, fantastic. Yeah. Did you know he taught yoga? Did I did know he, he taught. Yeah, I found that. Yeah, yeah.
1: I actually have met you once. Um, You would you would never remember this. Yeah, I one of my this was in college. I worked at Barnes and Noble, and we did for Misadventures in the the Two Did you
0: work in the Burbank one?
1: No, Pasadena. Pasadena, and like you you did a Q and A. And I remember, like, helping.
0: I loved. I went <laughs> really around really aging yourself at the Barnes and Noble. For Nobles. sure, I know. I
1: know. I'm so <laughs> yeah. The grove
0: or nothing. I loved going around doing <laughs> stuff in bookstores and everything. Yeah, it was fun. That was a fun. That time. can be taken another way. Barnes and Noble. I remember still, really I, know, exactly. your book. I also love being you. around bookstores. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, my friends that go to the theater with me know that I love shows that when they start, the set looks a certain way, and at the end, it's a shit show. Mm. But yours is the opposite it gets cleaner during the show <laughs> so which, is, which was OCD fun they're like dream. yeah they're like um, over there they're doing windex thing. Oh. there's a lot of scrubbing happening
1: well no they're not using windex yeah. that's actually funny because in the script i am a terrible cleaner in real right. life like i am i my my apartment is fairly messy and i wrote at one point that like he the, the cleaner cleans with windex dusts with windex and then someone gave me this note and said, you know, Windex is for glass. Right. So oh, my God. Eric!
0: Xane. God. You didn't know Windex Oh, so my God. Like, oh, it is? It, is? It, it, <laughs> yeah. It's in the damn title.
2: Yeah. Wind. Wind. wind- yeah, 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 yeah. Oh,
0: that's, so that's crazy. So I
1: changed the script. It's now, I think, Pledge or something. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever.
0: Wow. Whatever product you so whatever can get Whatever product, product uses, Yeah. Procter & Gamble would love to yeah. be a part of Handicap. Oh, thank you. Yes. Um, Reach out. What kinds of reactions have you gotten from people? What have surprised you? I'm sure it's all over the map. It's been really
1: intense. I feel like people,
0: depending on
1: what issue in the play they personally have more of a connection to, uh, yeah. you know, I think that that's the one that they really latch on to. Uh, I think there's too much to really latch on to everything. Yeah. Um, I, you know, we had this talk back that um, there, there were two women who spoke very eloquently about uh, assault and who felt very, very passionately about the issues of consent and assault that are right. in the play. And they both, you know, shared their feelings about that. And they both, they they, they got teary. It was emotional. Um, I've had uh, someone, someone said to me after one of the shows that he was really on board with, with one, with the, with one of the the arguments with Stephen Colp. He has with, with with the gun monologue that he was like really on board. And then in in the next scene, when it really gets into some issues of of consent and violation and things like that he he started realizing like oh maybe i've gone <laughs> beyond like like when have i been with a straight friend and maybe like pushed too many boundaries and like gone a little too far and and he like shared some stories with me and he was like it it really got me thinking
2: yeah. If I could paint a picture, at one point my character sits for a long time and I'm directly facing the audience, so whether I like it or not, I'm catching faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember during one of the final monologues that has a lot going on, I remember a person in the front row was on the edge of their seat, probably almost in tears, and the person behind them was rolling their eyes so visibly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a, a huge <laughs> gamut.
2: Yes, could not have been more of a difference in how <laughs> that landed with them. <laughs> yeah. I love. I've had certain friends totally concentrate on like a Gay
0: versus straight version yeah. of consent. You Which can when put, I, whatever oh, yeah. your issues are, you but, can find your way. For me, it's been. like trying to be a writer and figuring mm-hmm. out how to write about mm-hmm. things now. Right? That's, yeah. that's what I connect to. Well, I went largely. out with,
1: with four gay guys after
0: one of the shows. We went and had drinks
1: and we all got into a debate about the word faggot. Yeah. Like for half an hour. It's
2: a great word. <laughs> Meant for the bedroom, but.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, like, I, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. No, it's a lot. It's a lot there uh, was one oh god there was, there was, there was one woman who, who knew who I was I didn't know her and she was I was sitting in the background she was sitting in front of me yeah and she started like kind of she started making these like oh 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 huh, yeah. like these, these <laughs> loud like yeah. reactions and then looking at me and like giving me daggers and then afterwards she came up to me and she said I'm really mad at you mm-hmm. like I'm mad at you and she said I'm mad that you made me think about certain things that I don't want to think about
0: that's such, good. Okay. Seeing That's, such an audience be that. so performative on their own. I know. It sounds like everyone's vocal. like. I know. There's a lot of groaning, and no, of, I, it, I can see why. Yeah. 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 Now, if this is a spoiler, then we can cut this out of the uh-huh. interview. But there was a, uh, a prosthetic that had to be shopped for. Sure. Yeah. We can talk about that. Okay. I don't know. And how what do you do? You, think? Think?
1: Do you wanna? Have, have, how
0: do you it's, it's, it's come up so much. It's
1: come up so much. Yeah. Exactly. How do you? No pick? pun intended. They. I was. Did
0: you have an array?
1: There were, like, several different websites. Right. They were on order. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone, we, we no one, we didn't go prosthetic shopping. No, they sent um, us a
2: video that gives a shade guide. so I choose Oh, one. I didn't even see that. Oh, yeah. We watched the video, and then we were given sort of, like, a choice of size and testicle size and shade, and then you'd pick one through ten, um... Which was maybe difficult over YouTube, right, but uh, right. so, yeah, and then they came in the middle. one through
0: ten shades to sort of match. Sure, I
2: mean they're, they're like the very realistic looking yeah. penises yeah.
1: and. I don't know how much they cost, but oh, yeah. I think they were pretty pricey. I think they were... Yeah, they're very
2: high-end. The, no yeah. I was a little yeah. disappointed in myself to have to use it because I was sort of excited about the challenge of doing it. Right. I also thought, you know, it just it might get on the cover of Variety. <laughs> Steven Garino exposes himself.
0: Right.
2: Um, and I kind of liked the challenge of, like, would that go poorly or not? You know what I mean? Well, because... Um, it would have been cool.
0: I, one of my nightmares that I have recurring is, like, I used to do some performing, is like that I didn't set my props. Mm-hmm, I didn't set my costume. Mm-hmm. Like, I have that nightmare a lot. Uh, oh God, what, what if what you if... forgot to set your thing Then you would have to go <laughs> And I should be fired It's the only yeah. prop I touch I <laughs>
2: literally be, have only one
1: prop It would be a super mad evening at the theater Oh I'd right. consider just like maybe Doing a little
2: <laughs> surprise on the last performance and yeah, um, see what happens But I'd be breaking know. laws right? No I, you wouldn't um, I wouldn't
1: your penis would not be breaking laws his penis would be
0: ah if that
1: makes sense come see the play um, I don't know why wow
0: that's an interesting yeah, mystery yeah
1: your penis yeah definitely yeah. your penis would not break laws but
0: his would his
1: would oh, I don't understand wow. why and do so you want why, me to explain yes, I, know, I, why. I, I, don't I maybe, know why why um, because Stephen touches that penis oh and, Uh, the the, it's very oh
2: I thought it's because his is erect and mine is no it's because you're actually touching it (laughs) I remember erect cock used to make an X not an R. oh
1: no but you can be you can be naked like per equity rules and per California indecency laws right you can be naked on stage but to actually touch another person's genitals is where it starts to get yeah Great. What if it's
2: live porno? doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, there must be different <laughs> porno rules. I don't, I don't know where the... Amazing that those can yeah. coexist at the same yeah. time. Yeah.
0: Now, lay people often ask the actors, how do you learn all those lines? Which is okay. kind of like a, a weird thing. But you have a monologue in the middle yeah. involving the internet that is astounding. And I was like, <laughs> how did
2: he learn it? Because it's a long list. Yeah. I've learned... I've got a technique now because, you know, as an actor in LA, you have to learn lines sometimes 20 minutes before you go in yeah. so i learn them as little pictographs like there's three lines here there's one line here there's four lines hmm. here so i separated that list into sections so i know there's a section of three then four then three then six and i have grouped them by kind of a thing yeah like, like a, in my theme. mind and yeah. i basically as i'm looking at ryan trying to be as authentic and earnest as possible i'm reading off a little list in my head if, wow. I, I love how you do that monologue. Thank I'm, you.
1: Yeah, and it it really is very real. It always feels real. Um, I don't know. I don't think you know this. I'm going to... My director, one of, I he, we have a great relationship, Chris and I, in terms of dramaturgical. Like, we had a lot of conversations about the script before we even started rehearsing. And there was one moment in rehearsal, like, the, the, the note that I fought against the most and that I was like, you are absolutely right. I'm not even going to think about this note, was at one rehearsal he said... I think we should trim the list a little. (laughs) Oh yeah. And I said, if you want me to look at that monologue, I'm going to double it. Like I'm not,
2: (laughs) I'm not trimming
1: a word from it. And Uh, he's like, okay,
2: okay, okay. And uh, he was like,
1: and he admits that he was like,
0: it was like the most wrong thing he's ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: When I first read it, I said, I don't know how this is going to work, but it really, it worked beautifully. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's it's a list of ways you could find somebody online. Yeah, yeah. it's like, like this Pinterest, and then I went to your Pinterest and so and and so as the audience member, you start out thinking, oh, I've done that. Oh yeah, I found mm-hmm. somebody that way. You know, when you meet somebody at a club, and you're like, "I know their last name. I'm going to see if, you know, I, I that mean, online stalking." But it goes to an extreme. I mean, there's a lot of.
1: I, I am not the character in the play, but there is a lot of me in the play, and right. I am a very good Google stalker. Um, I had, I had a, a crush at the gym, and I didn't know if he was straight or gay. Like, right. I, like we would talk every time. It was we would always we had the same schedule, and all I knew was his first name. And the industry he worked oh, in. Wow. Like literally not even like a specific company <clears throat> or job. And I not only found <laughs> him online, I found a, an, an AMA and asked me anything that he did on Reddit where he literally, one of the answers that he gave was, well, as a straight man, uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he found and him. it. I was like, oh, I literally got the answer to my question. Yeah. See, I
0: just
2: without the, through them. windows, the old-fashioned way. You know what? It's you know, law, I'll I'll walk start. around WeHo and see <laughs> yeah. if the lights on.
0: There should be a game show called Stock That Guy, where you each get, like, the same amount of info, yeah. and you're like, dah, 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 dah. found him, got it. Yeah. Uh, Listen, wow, You could sell those. That's yeah, a good take, it, the, take a, it off the recording. No, I can't sell that. But <laughs> once some, somebody could, you forget that I, you know, can't get into those rooms. But anyway, which brings me to this: both of you guys work in mainstream Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You write TV and films. Yeah. and You work on shows, and and um, you were on um, "I'm Dying Up Here" and all that stuff. How far does it? How far does this play feel from that world? Does it feel like oh, it's it, it's right next door, or does it feel? Oh, it feels separate.
1: So separate for me. Um, So separate.
2: Yeah. And
0: it's a shame, right?
2: Yeah. As a gay actor, it feels separate because I feel like I've got thousands more colors than I get in a quickly written script for network television. And then for something so topical, it takes time. You know how SNL just kind of like it's just a bomb every week because they don't have enough time to really sit with the subject matter, you know? So this is something that's been sat with on the subject and really eloquently presented. And so, no, it feels like a whole other world. I
1: mean, I've I've written eight Hallmark rom-coms
0: right I, one with the dog I noticed one with a dog at yes. least one yeah it,
1: there may have been dogs in other ones one that was specifically about it my
0: roommate is a big fan of those movies oh yeah so yeah
1: so. Um, well one, I just one of our the, the very first Hallmark movie that my writing partner and I I have a writing partner for film and TV and I write my plays on my own um, the first one we did we implied that the main couple had sex after a date right like nothing explicit at all right and the first note we got was, no, they can kiss twice in the movie, and that's it. And they can they, kiss t- literally they, how many? They literally can kiss two times. They can kiss in the middle of the movie, and they can kiss at the end of the movie, and that is it. No implication of anything beyond that. And then, you know, in the theater, I have a live hand job
0: on stage. Yeah. So,
1: yes, <laughs> very different worlds.
0: What? In t- what about in terms of like the people? Do your agents come and see the play, or does it feel like? Sometimes it feels like you're doing this great stuff right in the shadow of mm-hmm. this great industry and there's no crossover sometimes. I um, feel that way.
1: I feel like I several producers that I worked with have come to see the play okay. and they're very supportive. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it doesn't yeah.
0: feel like you're totally inside, inside No, media. but yeah.
1: but I think that a lot of them, you know, look at this and say, "Okay, that's it's not what we do, but yeah. we love it." And we're Happening. Good for you. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Come come back when you have a movie with two kisses right. and, and no afterglow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm begging my reps to come,
2: but it hasn't happened yet. But I think you're with, so good.
0: You, like that makes oh me want to. Yeah. That makes me want to pull my hair mm. out.
2: There's a little bit of a of a sort of like I, I've sort of started like let me let me make new fans instead of pursuing people that already think I'm good right. at things. It, you know what I mean? There's.
0: I, I, it's sort of I, like, I, like no, pulling that, There are certain doors that like they. I felt like they like got the thing mm. that I kind of go back to, and then I sort of realized, oh, if they were gonna. If they were going to get on the train, they would have gotten on the right, train a long right, time ago. Right, right. I can I can let... The, I don't need to send that other email. I remember I getting s- get
2: texts recently, and my, and my this person, who
0: was an acquaintance
2: and a peer, was like, hey, awesome, keep reminding me about the schedule. I was like, oh, bitch, good, <laughs> goodbye. You got one thing. I've never done a fucking play in this town in uh-huh. five years. Like, you, come or don't come, but I'm not here to remind you. About my schedule in the next six weeks, right? It's not. I'm not begging. And you know what the, I mean? Come oh, because the word also, on the street is so good. I it's do. so
0: good. That's the thing that. That's the thing that. You know that that old cliche of if you build it, they will come. I don't yeah. think they will. Not on a Friday night. <laughs> I not just. I know that some people hear it's called
1: handjob and get freaked out and get right. afraid. No. And, but everyone that I know who's who's kind of been tentative but then come has said like, oh, I love yeah. Like has loved
0: yeah, it. Yeah, I've been telling friends about it. I kind of want to see it again so I can bring other people to, to I think see it's it. the WeHo to Atwater thing that's killing me at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not that far. It's not that far. No. How, how's that restaurant next door? I Moment is by. fantastic. I always I walk love by it. it. it I've okay. eaten there
1: five hundred times in the last three months. <laughs> That's good. Um, But it's it's really good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I it's
1: it. your it's literally your only option. Yeah. Um, but I mean, thankfully, it's a good one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Stephen, what what were the biggest challenges of this part? Because it sounds like you've dived into everything that it that involves. But what's tricky about it for you?
2: Um, I think the. Uh, the tricky part oh God, I'm trying not to do any spoilers but um, there's, a la- there's, a, there's a few moments where the language is so heightened from my character and I had a hard time making it feel like it was coming from an earnest place you know if that makes sense right. but the director really guided me very well to say look this is supposed to to a certain degree sound like theatrical language Right. so just sort of enjoy it and uh, make a thing of it and right. let it be um, and then uh, there's a there's a few uh, things that happen in it that maybe I personally would easily agree with a different party than my own. Right. Character. In other words, you
0: you're on somebody else's side. Right. I probably yeah. am
2: on another person's side with a right. certain subject matter that happens right. in this. And so it was just super fun to figure out what would this person's background, this character, be to be so adamantly sure of themselves Mm. right and if they're not sure of themselves why are they so defensive and deflecting it it? why are they faking it and i've actually been thinking about that version a Mm, little bit more lately yeah um and it's really fun so i don't know if it's it was a thrill not a challenge good
0: there you go Um, we worked together on big a sketch show season three i like to say i killed the show (laughs) Um, and my favorite sketch (laughs) that i wrote you were in Two lines with Glenn Close. My
2: favorite sketch of all time. I still use it as an example. I used it th- last... Really? I used it this year in at CBS to talk about what a perfect three-beat sketch looks like.
0: Thank you. It's perfect. It has an ending?
2: It's, it's perfect.
0: I, Thank you. No, I love I, it. I, I was going to go there. They won't let me on any lots, though. So He <laughs> wrote uh, um, the but, perfect spot. But I know you first from that comedy world and yeah. stuff like that. Um so seeing you do more serious things like this is kind of awesome. Did you feel like you had to push that? Do you, do you feel like I mean, people the, think you're the funny guy from Happy Endings? Do you, do 100%. You funny, do the, your funny thing.
2: The truth is, is I have always been in this world from New York. Right. And I fell into sketch comedy on right. an accident with that show. and had never pursued, never gone to Groundlings, never been to UCB. Right. Suddenly I was on a sketch show. Yeah. So then I came to L.A. as a sketch comedian and started getting really fantastic parts that I could not be more happy about but now you would equate with being out, old fashioned and out of style right as, far as they were
0: in that lane they were yeah in they were in that
2: lane. perfect lane and it was perfectly acceptable but then even on Happy Endings I was presented as a gay guy that you wouldn't want around and then they were like audiences love it <laughs> it's, testing, <laughs> right. it's testing well so. So, so we were wrong about that part I started out with one episode I ended yeah. up on three seasons because they mm-hmm. were like God, it's leaning into the stereotype, but fuck,
0: they like it. Right.
2: So, I I mean, I'm happy to do those. They're fun for me. I don't feel like they're a digression, you know? Right. But I've always been trying to get back into it. It's taken me years to get people to see me for something that is is not over-the-top queenie. Uh, Until Dying Up Here, where I played straight, and it was a drama. Um, If it had been more of a hit, that might have been more helpful, but... Uh, yeah, it's a constant struggle to be taken seriously.
0: Was that a tough part to get, dying up here? Did you, in other words, what made that... difficult. What made that unlock?
2: I think Jim Carrey just really shined to me. I did absolutely anything I wanted in the audition. I went off script. I said, listen, it's a stand-up scene. And you have a guy writing stand-up for me. You can't do that. You can't write stand-up for eight people Mm. and think it's going to sound like a a voice. Right. You know? I said, you got to let me do a variation on it. So I just got to improvise in front of Jim Carrey and show... This kind of like, my character was based off Robin Williams. So a manic, educated, insane energy where you can spit out things, basically doing more crowd work, right. if that makes sense. So I think that and the relationship with the casting office, Tulsi and Tiffany Canfield gave me the edge on that.
0: Right. But you, t- you took this big chance in front of Carrie. That's pretty, that's pretty ballsy. Yeah.
2: It was great. Yeah. I love it. Everybody on that show was amazing. Yeah.
0: It was a good time. Yes. It was great. Mm-hmm. A, all right, you picked some questions from the observation deck. Uh, have you ever been starstruck?
1: Have I ever been? Uh, yes, um, I. I met Ian McKellen in. Um, oh God, a, a, my my step grandmother and I, when I was in high school, we used to crash the Golden Globes. How and do you do that? This was pre-9-11, so I'm sure it's impossible now. <laughs> I, don't <know>. but like, <laughs> I don't
0: know why that makes me laugh. Before 9-11, you could get into the Golden no, Globes.
1: You could, because... Fucking
0: terrorists ruined everything. You know, everything.
1: it's at the Beverly yeah. Hilton? What, what hotel is that? Yeah. And we would just... We, her sister was staying there and called her and said, there's all these famous people in the lobby. Like, come over. And so... <laughs> it's we, so we went come over... over and it, and and i had a great conversation with ian mcallen um laura lenny i i was like 1918 something like that what? and i met laura <laughs> lenny it was the first season of tales of the city had just yeah. come out on pbs and and I and I was just standing in the lobby and she was standing there and I just I looked at her and I said, I love you in Tales of the City so much. She grabbed my hand and she said, Thank you so much. So I, I that's the, the thing I'm the most proudest of of anything I've ever done. Wow. We, like, had this moment.
0: I love it. That's yeah. good hear. Oh no. Nice. Yeah, like she
1: like she got like the motion. It, it was Did yeah, you lovely. actually
0: get to go into the awards or were you just no, the We were we in the, the we
1: yeah. weren't in the awards, but we got into like the governor's ball. Like yeah. we went to parties.
0: That's good.
1: Yeah, that's very yeah. Sick. I also witnessed Juliana Margulies and Julianne Moore, like they, they Julianning
2: vegetables. No, they <laughs> both like like uh,
1: walked up to each <laughs> other right next to me, and they and I heard them say. People always think I'm you.
0: People always think I'm you. Ah. Oh,
2: that's amazing. <laughs> Julianne Moore was lying because. to
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Starstruck, even
2: just once, and I didn't actually end up meeting her. But let me put it in perspective: which I went to Kathy and Jimmy's 60th birthday party, yeah. and played charades with Jodie Foster, Gloria Steinem, Deborah Messing, and uh, <laughs> fuck, who else? And Jennifer Aniston. Did I ever say that? No. And I was like, oh, when am I going to get home? I was like, well, i got to get out of here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're over <it. laughs>
2: Just didn't, didn't register at all with me. Uh, Jennifer Saunders, who plays Edie on Absolutely yeah, Fabulous, yeah. Course, yeah. came to New York in 2000, 2000 yeah. and was at a bar on, God, you remember, it was on 15th and 9th. Oh, God, was it called Rebar, Blue Bar, something like that. Yeah. She was there. Judging an uh, 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 an Eddie and Patsy competition.
0: Oh, fun! Um,
2: and That's I was cool. standing in line to meet her with a note that I had written for her about how much I loved her and French and Saunders that were my biggest inspiration. And I was so nervous, my palm was sweating, oh my gosh. and the little note was getting wet. Mm. And then just as I'm about to get in, they were like, "This is the end of that," and they <gasps> cut the line off. <laughs> so you didn't get to give it to didn't her. Didn't get to talk to her. Nothing. Never saw her again. Oh But this is good now, because now when I meet her, I'm ready. Someday
0: you'll be on a talk show telling that story, and then Graham Norton will say, Guess what, Stephen Ah! she will come out.
1: That's my dream. Right? That reminds me of my... I, I had an experience like that with my first crush, who was Michael J. Fox. Aww. And when I... I think I was like 13... I went to a taping of Family Ties. Nice, and we—my stepdad got these tickets through someone, and we didn't know that. Like you, you had the tickets, but they oversold it. Like they, you know, they they gave out too many tickets, mm-hmm. and it didn't guarantee that you got in. And so we went out to dinner. We got there like right before the time, and we we show up, and this was—I think it was—I forget where it was. Um, there was a line down the block of people and we were at the very, very end of the line and we got to the door and they said, right with us, Oh, my God. It. And they said, you can watch in the green room, you oh, can watch man. it on the TV. And then we went to the green room. I was so devastated. <laughs> and then Michael J. Fox heard that what? there was this kid in the green room that was like really upset and like found a seat for me. Aww, That's sweetheart. so nice. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Good egg. All right. Oh, this was related to that. Who was your biggest celebrity crush when you were a teenager? Oh, Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Yeah. From Ties or Back to the Future, or was it all the same? Um,
1: Family Ties, a London vacation movie of the week episode. He showers, and then the the kind of bully kids steal his clothes, and then he has to run across Oxford wearing nothing but a towel, and he's drenched and dripping wet. Oh,
0: sure. And that
2: scene made me gay.
0: Yeah. Wow. It did a good job of it. Oh, yeah. It took. It really took. Really took. Really
2: took. Mine was uh, Stephen Dorff in a TV movie called I Know My Name is (laughs) Stephen. That's good. There's a lot of Stevens involved. Yes. But he's in a straight tie with Sean Astin from Goonies, which I now say Sean Astin, current Sean Astin, heavier Sean Astin is my the archetype of the kind of guy I That's like. That's who you're into now. Yeah, I'm in the Sean Aston types. Yeah. All the circles in the face, circles in the body, all yeah. circles. Yeah, you like the rounds. Yep. Mackenzie Aston was one of my
1: early crushes, yeah. too. Nice. The, the Aston. The <laughs> <laughs> If
0: you had to change careers tomorrow, what would you pursue? What was it? If you had to change careers tomorrow, what would you oh. pursue?
1: I have this fantasy of owning and running a queer bookstore.
0: Oh wow, what are that those? Sounds really gay. I know. It's <laughs> amazing. Bring it back.
1: Real gay. Uh, there's a bookstore called Gays the Word in London. Yeah. That, it, you know, I've just, been there. I bought a book. It's there. an amazing bookstore. Yeah. And you know, Circle Books doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. And that wasn't really what I'm th- you know, like they just had porn. Um but
0: yeah. like different light. But I feel like, like different you, light. But exactly. I feel like you could maybe now you could do it as like a throwback moment. It's an Instagram place. How, so like, How do you make money? How do you make like, money? um
1: i don't know what I,
0: how do you make money do you make money I don't know. at a gay bookstore do you sell prep on tap
1: sure yeah any anything that like will help poppers yeah i don't know yeah you sell anything gay yeah and books plus right. books maybe you you know you get your prep and you get like a copy of a little life with, yeah
2: oh, with you your
0: there you go that works i would
2: uh, i first of all well, i just throw out i think i could be a great porn director uh, just reinvent the whole thing but i,
0: I would watch that true. i think you would yeah.
2: but i think a journalism correspondent like uh like a vice correspondent what yeah. an exciting life mm-hmm. to me that is
0: it, it is kind of when you when you watch everything that's going on in the news and the media yes. and stuff and and what their lives are like and yeah. they're like they're fucking doing it yes i just listened to the audiobook of she said about the harvey weinstein mm-hmm. um, yeah. investigation and the two times reporters and the behind the scenesness of all that was fascinating. And the hard work of it. So oh, I, can, yeah, I can see that. would be something. That'd be good. You could wear a hat that said Scoop on it or mm. something. I don't know. <laughs> what, you picked this question. What kind of driver are you?
1: Oh, I'm a very... I'm, I am... Now, I would say I'm a conscientious, good driver. I used to be a terrible driver. There's a story. I won't spoil it. There's a story in the play about driving... That is oh. actually based on a real experience. Oh, wow. if you can remember. I'm trying to
0: remember, there was so much. Um, yeah.
1: There's a story about someone hitting a pedestrian. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually drove into a pedestrian once. Yeah. Um, but it was a perfect storm. It was dark. It was raining. <laughs> it was rain all and he was he was drunk. He was jaywalking. Like it was. He was not a good guy. Yeah. Um, ah. But it was like the. The, my windshield wipers revealed him. They, like, wiped away the rain, <laughs> and then there was this man right in front yes. of me. And thankfully, I was focused on the road yeah. and saw him and swerved and just kind of grazed him a little. But,
2: um... That happened that happened it was scary my friends say i'm terrible but i've never been in an accident so, so I, yes. I think the oh, results speak no. for themselves but i'll have a coffee in one hand and the phone's flying around yeah. a little of this a little of that terrible yes
1: all right i've driven away from three gas stations with the pump attached to it. <laughs> really? it's yes. happened three times three that's times. the best it's yeah.
2: good where does your mind um, go baby I know. <laughs>
0: what movie do you wish you
2: could live inside
1: <laughs> oh god I picked that question, but I don't
2: have an answer. Um, I'll start. This, you do go. you remember The Secret of Nim? Oh. With the little. You yeah, little rat. They all lived in a cinder block in the yard. Yeah. This yeah. was my dream to live on a micro level. <laughs> to live. Where my whole <laughs> world was just yes. in a cinder block and it was having like Tale of Two City epic fucking yes. storylines. Yeah. I think if there's a. I, there's a micro, there's a sexual micro fetish. It's more like macro, like you're small and they're big. Uh-huh. Right. I could get into that.
0: Okay. It's like just it. so
2: goofy how they try I to. I like do it. that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to live in the umbrellas of Cherbourg. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Just, cat. just
1: yeah, just all Musical. I want. Everyone singing around me yeah. and a lot of colorful umbrellas. Yeah. Um, and, you know, um, rainy puddle, well, cinder block
0: for me. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, tell people how they can learn more about. Um, hand job and how they can come see it
1: so we run Fridays at eight Saturdays at eight Sundays at four and Mondays at eight we you have, have a Monday nat- have nat- a, nat- a, or Monday a, evening show Monday evening show it's exciting uh, news. the Monday night shows are pay where you can at the door also really I'm gonna
0: bring my people because yeah. I have friends that would love it we're gonna make a night of it awesome so great it. okay
1: um, echo theater.com I believe is the website yeah. and ER not re yeah yes theater ER. Which is the correct way of spelling it, in my opinion. All right. Um, yeah. I know, but which, which way do you vote for? ER? ER if you're in America, R E if you're in London.
0: Okay, I appreciate it. So many times you're trying to go to a website and you're like, how is it the thing?" Yes. I know, it's important. Who's, what's going to happen to the pathetic at the end?
1: Um, I don't know, yeah. actually. Yes, Echo will own it know. in perpetuity. No? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, they will own you know. two beautiful penises. Yeah, um, as we all should.
0: I also wanted to ask you, Stephen, when you were on Big Gay Sketch Show, you did this character that was like a, a snarky counter person. Yes. That was very funny. Thank you. Did you ever encounter counter people in your day-to-day <laughs> life who would be like, who would bring it up or, in other words, did you ever um, would, meet would the life? art, art li- imitate life? Yes. Imitate art. I yes. literally
2: just went to uh, the, uh, on a Rodeo Drive. I yeah. was in a, a clothing store. I can't think of the Italian designer with my friend Nico Santos. And they were taking pictures right. of Nico because he was looking at the clothing and he was in Crazy Rich Asians. And then the guy behind the counter literally looked at me and then typed his...
0: Did heat, that typey type type type? Did a fake keyboard
2: the... typing yes, to show
0: things. Yeah, ah. to
2: show me that he knew and that he was that person.
0: That's good. It was
2: a silent... That's a silent at I you. I know
0: <laughs> Did it feel good?
2: It felt good because Nico was having his photo fucking taken. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so fucking I got big... a little sweetness on the yeah. side. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that, that movie star, I guess. Um, I love that. Um, uh, what's the CBS thing you're involved in? The so, I direct, the last
2: two years, I have direct the CBS Diversity Showcase, which is CBS goes out to L.A., Atlanta, Austin, and New York, uh, and Chicago. And I didn't finds, realize
0: they went to other places. Yeah, we go
2: everywhere, and we go to Second City, we go to all the major comedy houses, and then you know, hole in the wall comedy anywhere to find twenty up and coming uh, uh, comedians who are considered diverse or a person of color, yeah. they're LGBT, they're. Uh, have a disability whatever it is and you um, go
0: to the cities yourself
2: that's right and yeah. thousands of people submit Hundreds and hundreds audition 20 people get in Wow So graduates have been Kate McKinnon Tiffany Haddish Myself If I can include myself
0: You were in Passan it Hassan right.
2: Minaj uh, um, Fuck Jane the Virgin I mean just yeah. Fortune feemster The list goes on and on So it's a prestigious thing That's very much under the radar Because it's yeah. uh, for industry it, The public can come But they don't advertise it Outside of you know North Hollywood Right uh, I went
0: to one of those But I don't remember do. If it was CBS or NBC Or anyway yeah
2: Well if it's a huge Theatrical affair at C so uh, in January it happens it's eight shows in one week open to the public hour long and you'll see like stars of tomorrow
0: What's it been like to work on?
2: Oh, it's incredible. To be on that
0: What's other it? side of it, in a way.
2: Talk about, you know, having to constantly be in a dialogue that keeps changing. Right. And, uh, you know, to your story about Michael Rochon giving you new information, like, we're constantly getting new information. Yeah. And I have an amazing associate director, Tess, who is on the forefront of that conversation. Yeah. And she's just basically fixing everything we say as we say yeah. it.
0: But this is a good chance for me to catch up. I'm confused about what Latinx means. Latinx
2: just is now an all-encompassing term for if you – so that, so that you're not uh, distilling it down to Latino or Latina. I see. Making it male or female. Yeah. Right? Okay. It's right. just an all-encompassing term.
0: Okay. That's yeah. good, good to know. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't mm-hmm. sure what that was. You can
2: also – you can't say, are they diverse? <laughs> it's like saying, are they autistic? You don't say that anymore. You say, that, do they have autism? Are they, are they part of a group that, of diversity? Yeah. You can't say, is the individual. Oh, is right, lux- right, 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 right. There's little things like that. And you're yeah. like, okay, yeah. great. I'm learning. Great. Tell me why. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. You no longer... We don't use Middle Eastern anymore. We say MENA, Middle Eastern, North African. Oh, uh-huh. interesting. Because uh-huh. North African and Middle Eastern are very close culturally. And you know, Africa will soon be subcategorized into many different parts to be titled as such. Because right. right. African-American or African just makes no sense anymore.
0: Wow. I it mean, is- the thing is,
2: it's like... Once you know, then yeah, it's easy. easy to just learn and, and switch your vocabulary. Yeah, yeah no, it's like,
0: just, but it's constant, it seems like it's constantly changing. Yeah, if you have a different
2: yeah. pronoun than we knew you to have, yeah. you just let us know, and then we do our best to say right. the pronoun, and then it becomes second nature. What has know? it
0: brought to your life to work on that project?
2: Um, well, from a theatrical experience to get, because it's a Broadway-sized stage, yeah. and I get Broadway singers usually, two or yeah. three of them. So to get to... Set people up for television by doing a Broadway level show, mm-hmm. yeah. with the budget and music and lights that and costume, but you know, it's just something you don't get to do in LA ever. Yeah, so it's extraordinarily fun. It's the let's put on a show part
0: of it. 100. Yeah, I love that. Um, something I love to ask people. I don't always love to ask it, but I, I like to ask it. You know, you're both in in the have careers with ups and downs and stuff. How mm-hmm. do you get through the downs? What's Jesus kept you going? Christ, what keeps you going? sex <laughs> yeah I'm a sex
2: addict okay that's
0: good finally we got it out
2: I'm proud of it I'm liberated <laughs> yeah
0: damn right fuck yeah prep she yeah changed it everything yeah there's orgies <laughs> by the airport every night the, or, the LA which airport LAX oh too far
2: <laughs> Ugh, the Burbank airport yeah yeah orgy is not Van Nuys <sighs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Who wants to drive to the airport yeah. for anything? I know, exactly. Well, if you saw it, you'd, 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 thought, you'd, you'd oh, The you'd... parking's ample.
0: Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I was going to say food. Yeah. But... <laughs> there you go. That's good. Um, last question. What has doing this show brought to this time in your life? Because sometimes things come along at certain times and they, they have meaning in that way. Mm-hmm. What's been cool about doing this show now
1: for you? You know, I, I think it's just, it's really exciting to work on something that... Really touches a lot of people, and I hear the pun as I say that. Ah. Um, but I think people who have come to see it—it's—it's—it's it's, it's the experiences I've had talking to audience members afterwards, yeah, and like hearing how moved they are, and feeling like, okay, we're creating a piece of work that is making people think. Yeah, yeah. You're reckoning uh, with yeah. the moment in a yeah. way
0: that's, I think, ballsy. You could be like, well, let's just do our town, and right, uh, Call right, it a day. Right. You know,
1: it's things that like I feel like I've needed to reckon with,
2: and I think. A lot of us do. Nice. My mind loves to know that I'm part of something, so encapsulating a moment like that. And my ego is glad because people are seeing me in a more sophisticated manner. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. my body just loves it because it's just such an escape to be on stage. You don't get to do that. when You can do an entire season of television. And if you looked at the amount of time you were performing... You were actually
0: doing it between action and comedy.
2: Yeah, between that, you were actually probably only performing eight hours you yeah. know what I mean? Of your entire year, right. so this yeah. is two hours a night. I get
0: to do it. It's amazing. I love it. Well, I love the show. I want to come see it again. I hope everyone goes and sees it. And it did give me that feeling I had, haven't had in a while, where you're you're watching something, you're so engrossed, you're like, oh, I'm in a I'm in a theater, and these people are actors, and <laughs> I, like I kind of got lost in a way. Great. Which is, I had not felt that in a while, so it's cool. All right, Great. that's Yay. it. good job, you guys. Thank you. Woo! <laughs> Thanks again to Stephen Gorino and Eric Patterson. Go see Handjob. I'm probably going to see it again, by the way. Um, and uh, so this happened. I had a birthday weekend just this past weekend, and it was kind of amazing. I uh, was kind of going into it in a bit of a funk uh, and started to get lifted out of it when I saw my friend Danny Casillas in Perfect Halloween at the Casita Del Campo Cavern Club Theater. Uh, it's a mixture of the John Travolta, Jamie Lee Curtis movie, Perfect, and Halloween, where um, Mike Myers comes and kills people doing aerobics. And my friend Danny starred as to lay uh, one of Chico's angels, but out on her own in this new story. And it was a blast. My friend Aaron was in from out of town, and we went together. And then Saturday, we did the live show of You Don't Know My Life. And we had an amazing panel of celebrities Melissa Peterman from Reba. We have Frank DeCaro. A lot of people that have been on the podcast, actually. Kim Lee Smith, uh, who was on the podcast a couple months ago. Uh, August McLaughlin, who writes the book, uh, does the podcast Girl Boner, uh, who's been on before. A new guy that I just met named Kyle Shire, who's a very funny stand-up comic. And I'm missing one. Oh, Brett Friedman, my friend, celebrity makeup artist, Brett Friedman. So we did it live at the Village. Um, we tried some new things. We did a lightning round that's a little twist on the game. Um, we didn't have a huge crowd, but the people that were there loved it, and Jeb and I learned a lot about it, and we shot it so we can use it kind of as a sizzle thing to try to make a TV show happen, but, um, it was a night where we were, like, felt like we were onto something and and hopefully taking this into, like, a TV kind of place, which would be very cool. And I recorded it, so I'll be able to post some of it for you guys to hear, because there were some amazing stories that came out. And then yesterday was my birthday proper, and... There's an amazing place in L.A. called the Highland Park Bowl, Highland Park Bowling Alley. It's the first bowling alley ever built in Los Angeles. And a few years ago, this company that – it's sort of a – I don't know. They own a lot of different restaurants and uh, clubs in L.A. And they take over these historic places and they make them they, – they bring back a lot of their old glory while making them completely modern and cool – And they're just, like, the best hangouts. And so they redid this Highland Park Bowl. And so we had a bowling birthday brunch. And it's the sexiest place in L.A. Like, these big leather sofas and cool old stuff from the glory days of the bowling alley. And it's very steampunk looking. And they made chandeliers out of old pin setters. Just, like, every touch is super cool. And then the brunch, I looked at the French toast, and it was $11. And at first I thought, maybe maybe I'm looking at the... At the number's wrong. Maybe it's $77. (laughs) Like, it just seemed like too cool a place to have French toast for $11. But it was cool and cheap, and everyone was nice. So if you're in L.A. or even visiting, make a visit there. It's it's really cool. I loved it. And then last night for my birthday evening, me and my friend Benji and his boyfriend Paul went and saw The Outsiders on the roof. uh, Rooftop cinema thing that they do in Hollywood uh, where you get headphones and you watch it. And I had never seen that movie. Which seems amazing to me now, and I'd been wanting to see it for a while. My friend Bill's obsessed with it, and every time we talk about having a video night at his house, it doesn't happen. so we went, we saw the outsiders it was cool outside, nice, they give you little blankets. it was chilly. Um, I was kind of really surprised at what that movie was about it 's about how guys can't cry and be vulnerable, and when you when you're not allowed to do that you get violent and act out and it's just a disaster and the themes are so resonant today like with this it's sort of like toxic masculinity basically um but just like and they're a little cuddly it's kind of homoerotic um and Ralph Macchio's great and Patrick Swayze runs like a gazelle it's kind of you know and they're all Tom Cruise's teeth is are messed up but he's kind of this this Force of like this wild bull in a china shop energy and yeah it was very cool and um so that so it was a great birthday weekend and I, the, at one point uh my roommate Penelope brought cupcakes and we were going to uh we had the part where i make a make a wish right and there are so many things that i can make a wish about like more consistent job um, something happening with the game, falling in love. Like, you know, there's some pretty big holes <laughs> in this thing I call a alive. It's kind of like a sieve, actually, at the moment. And yet, my wish as I was standing there was to always feel surrounded by the kind of friendship and love that I felt at that moment. Because there were so uh, so many great people there having fun. And I don't know. There you go. So here was my one chance to, to go for the things that I've been bitching about for 20 years. And I didn't pick it. So I don't know what that tells you. But um, I, felt, I feel like I can open up now after having seen The Outsiders. I feel like I need to be more vulnerable. So there it is. Okay, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs>